Cape Talk, The Fringe, only on late nights. All right, now my next guest earns a living impersonating one of the best-selling female singers of all time. All time. Uh, Jazz Maha was uh, always getting mistaken for the famous performer while out and about because of her resemblance to this certain pop star diva and uh, was eventually scouted. Uh, so who is it that she impersonates? Well, let's find out from Jazz herself as we welcome her to the show. Jazz, welcome. Great to have you on Late Nights on Cape Talk. Hi, good evening, Sarah, and thank you so so much for having me on. It's amazing to be broadcast in South Africa. Such a pleasure, um, such a pleasure. Listen, who is it then? Let's let's not let's let the cat out of the bag. Let's not keep everyone waiting on ten tits any longer. Who is it that you impersonate and that you have it? You do as a tribute act. Well, the secret is really that. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, usually on stage, I do the Mariah Carey accent, but here I'm just going to be myself. Um, yes, Mariah Carey, the epic diva. The epic diva. Now, that is, those are enormous shoes to fill and enormous bras to fill too. Um, so tell me, <laughs> tell me when was it that you first, somebody first said to me, said to you, you know who you look like, Jess? It's that old Mariah Carey bird. Okay, so it's interesting because, um, before I was a tribute to Mariah Carey, I actually never performed or sung a cover until I was about 22. So I would refuse to sing any covers. I would, um, I would perform Mariah Carey songs in rehearsals at home, but I wouldn't actually on stage perform covers. I used to um, perform only my own original songs. And I did a lot of showcases after I finished music college in London um, just performing original material. Um, and then interestingly, um, agents and the feedback from audience was, oh, you sound so much like, or you look so similar to, I used to get um, a lot of compliments about sounding similar to Mariah Carey and even Whitney Houston. And I thought, well, you know, if they want me to do a tribute and that's what the audience want, I could obviously deviate and as well as doing my own original music, I could be a tribute artist. And that's when I signed up to a few agencies who were interested. Now, as we said at the beginning, I mean, she is one of the biggest divas of all time. I mean, she's up there with the Whitney's and the Aretha's and the Barbara Streisand's. Um, were you at all hesitant? Because there really are big shoes to fill, but at the same time, she is hugely, hugely popular. Well, um, Mariah Carey's actually, I think she, she's actually the most successful pop female recording artist. She has 18 number one hit singles. And um, there isn't no other female artist with, who's got that feat. And, of course, a collection of awards and so much accreditation. But um, for me, I, I was already I trained as a vocalist first, and I was already quite experienced singing. Um, and I went to music college and music university, and I, I did, um, like, I majored in vocals. So I had a lot of technical grounding. I mean, a lot of the reports online, you'll see <laughs> it says things like, I learned to sing in my bedroom, imitating <laughs> Raya. But actually, that was just what you do when you're younger. You know, of course, you sing in your bedroom because that's how you start out. But actually, I have a, a lot of um, vocal technique experience. So when I decided to become a Mariah Carey tribute, I already had the technical understanding of what I can do with my voice and what I can't do with my voice. And I just didn't see it like... I wasn't worried about being compared. I was just more concerned about doing a good job performing the songs, not even necessarily sounding exactly the same, but doing the songs in a way my voice would be able to perform the material. So I don't really worry about the comparisons because I'm not imitating the, or trying to imitate the exact voice of Mariah Carey. How much call is there for a Mariah Carey? Now, and I, I must get the, is it, would you, do you prefer the term tribute act or impersonator or are they interchangeable? 
that is also another very <laughs> important question because I feel it is very different. For instance, an impersonator may not sing mm. and they may just mimic the movement and the gestures mm. of um, the artist they're portraying. Um, a tribute tends to sing live as the artist. Um, I'm sorry, what was the third um, description you, you I offered? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no <laughs> idea. It's called a tribute because yeah, a tribute yeah. artist mm. is paying homage to the artist. And for me, that doesn't necessarily mean being exact, whereas a lot of tributes uh, or impersonators, the ones that don't sing or the ones that do sing, try to do things so much exactly the same that it's almost like a pastiche yeah. and they're not using their own voice. For, and also for me, I perform five different tributes. And um, I do tribute to um, Whitney Houston. I do a tribute to Alicia Keys and Leona Lewis as well. And I don't just work as Mariah Carey. So there is demand for all of my shows, which is fantastic. Of course, Mariah Carey um, is in demand massively at Christmas, more so than any other time. But she has 18 number one hits, so it doesn't matter what time of year there's going to be a set list for somebody's, even their wedding or, you know, a giant arena performance it, it's all her material it, it fits into any kind of environment or setting so there's always a demand for her song so what does one have to do to be a good tribute act what makes a good tribute act and, and the reason i'm asking is because we've currently got um here in cape town the, um, the world's premier and I, I think he is the world's premier michael jackson tribute act who just so happens mm-hmm. to be south african so we're terribly proud of him um who goes by the name of dantanio goodman and when you see dantanio perform on stage uh, mm-hmm. It is uncanny. When he comes in to interview, he's been in studio three times now, and each time he comes in, he comes in as Michael. He's got the full kit on. <laughs> yes. He talk, starts talk, talking like this. And, and, and really, it is very, very uncanny to be in front of him. So from your point of view, what makes a, a great a, a great tribute act? How far are you prepared to go would be the second part of that question. <laughs> well, it's really cool to hear about... Um, uh, I'm sorry, how do you pronounce his name? Dan Tanio. Dan Taniel, that's mm. a great name. It's really cool to hear about him. And, and uh, in the UK, there are various um, Michael Jackson impersonators or tributes. And also, I work with another Michael Jackson tribute ah. who, who works for Legends in Concert in the United States. And we actually do a double show, the music royalty, the King and Queen of Pop. And his name is Michael J. Lucas. And so for, I have experience of what it's like for other tributes as well, first hand mm. working with him and then other tributes as well. And um, it's, it is a little bit different for a Michael Jackson tribute because it's almost like they have to be in character all the time, like you said, he he will appear in to interviews as Michael Jackson, mm. whereas I can appear to interview as myself. And in daily life, I I don't dress up as Mariah unless it's a publicity stunt or it's with advertising. And I'm really only Mariah on stage. Um, for me, the most important job as a tribute artist is the songs and delivering ah. the songs live um, and doing a good job of that. The rest of it, it yes, it's part of the entertainment value. But there's nothing more important to me than the actual singing and the performance. Um, I find that there are some tributes in the industry who don't perform fully live or or using a lot of tricks. Um, but with me, I literally do it 100% live um, every time. When you go to, when you have to get ready as Mariah, uh, like what, what d- does, does Jazz get left behind at any point? Or are you being you 100% and you just sort of have to do a bit of hair and makeup and, and a push-up bra? 
I like that question. Okay, I'll address the push, push-up bar first. Because yeah. That's, um, <laughs> that one people always ask me about. Mariah, when she was younger, um, she didn't actually have much of a bust. She, no. she had a lot of cosmetic surgery. Yes. And so in the 1990s, when she first came out, she was, you know, her physique was a lot more similar to mine. So I don't try to over-enhance my natural um, physique because I feel I'm staying true to, you know, the original Mariah, the, the classic Mariah. Mm. So, I, yes, I will. My, I may put a push-up bra on, but I'll just wear what suits me and what the, what suits my physique in, in homage to her. I mean, something she might wear. Um, I don't try and copy her exact outfits, and I still give the impression of Mariah because um, she was more similar to me when she was younger. Mm. Um, then, of course, the next question you asked, which is very interesting too, is, um, yeah, well, Ruth Mariah, she's got a whole team. You know, she's got a wardrobe team and she's got makeup artists. She's got an entourage. Uh, but with me, I have to literally do um, my, my makeup myself unless I want to employ. Um, I can't employ a makeup artist, but I enjoy doing my own makeup. Mm. So I've got... I've got to do my own makeup, my own hair, and also preparations for performing on stage. So I have a lot more to do for myself. So that's a major difference between, you know, myself and Mariah is that she's constantly got people helping and advising her and, and on those side of things. Does it cost a lot to, to be Mariah? Because the frocks that she wears, um, I'm guessing are not cheap. Now I'm not saying that you're going out and buying Versace frocks every five minutes, but in order to get a fairly decent, uh, uh sort of replica, I'm guessing that you must be paying through the nose. Again, I mean, like I, I was saying in the previous um, question, I don't replicate anything. You get oh, sorry, not replicate. Yeah, imper- sorry. A mm. lot of impersonators they do, and they will they will spend, you know, I don't know, thousands and thousands trying to get the exact outfit or getting a fashion designer to design it in, in replication of Mariah's outfits. But because I am so naturally similar to Mariah, and I was, I don't feel I need to go so far with trying to mirror her what she was wearing because people still say to me, oh, you look like Mariah. Or, but at the same time, like just to be fair, at the same time, I'm having a look through your Instagram, and I mean, you're not up there in your jeans and T-shirt. You are looking <laughs> very, very glamorous okay. in, in outfits that are very, similar to stuff that MC would would wear. And so the secret to that really is um, some of the dresses I buy, they are couture. However, I bought a couple of those dresses on Fontel Road in Finsbury Park in London. Um, um, and I, I think it was USA Fashions, I believe, a couple of those the dresses that you'll see on my Instagram. And I don't pay a huge amount for my dresses. I mean, I pay, I think... You know, I think some of them were, I don't know how you measure it over there, between um, 300 and, and uh, 500 um, mm, pounds, pounds for yeah. some of those dresses. But what I don't do is, I mean, I'm not a celebrity, I'm not a celebrity celebrity per se. I don't, I don't need, I don't feel the need to wear or have a completely different outfit or dress every single time I perform because as a tribute, you have an image to maintain and sometimes that's in people recognizing you and sometimes that can mean you wearing the same outfit. I know that's interesting, but in the tribute industry, Mm. often tributes will appear wearing the same dress Mm. or the outfit a number of times so you get to know their look. Absolutely. the artist. Let me ask you, Mariah's fans are, and she has, you know, she's been doing what she does for a number of years now, and her fans, um, maybe not quite the sort of, you know, Michael Jackson type fans or, or Beatles fans, but they are very, very dedicated to her. So when you are performing, do you ever get people who just sort of completely lose their minds because you've managed to transport them? Perhaps they've never had the opportunity to be close to Mariah. Perhaps they've never had the opportunity to, to hear somebody or see somebody or, you know, to yes. be in front of the real deal. Do people get emotional ever? 
Yeah, I mean, that's one of the real joys of it. And, you know, for me, it's just the reaction from, from the audience and, and taking them on that journey very f- through from the very beginning. And, yes, you, you'll get comments like that, that sounded like, you know, Mariah during the butterfly era or Mariah wow. during the daydreaming era. And they remember those eras. Like, Ooh. they hold them dear to them. And they all have different, the fans, they all have different eras and, and sounds and looks that they, they really celebrate. And so when you can bring them different eras, and sometimes you're, well, obviously one show your set list might vary because she has over 800 um, amazing songs and also she has 18 number one hits. So you can sort of change the set list and give the fans what they want um, and also perform the songs that are close to your heart and that you know they will connect to. So, for instance, when you sing something like Hero, and it means so much to so many people, all her fans around the world, that's one of the songs that really uplifts them in finding belief and strength in themselves. Then, yes, of course, when you're on stage and and when you you finish, you'll have fans coming to talk to you and just saying, you know, that song, it it really touched my heart and I'll I'll never forget this. And I I couldn't have gone to see Mariah because I missed her concerts. And seeing you perform it has just brought it to life for me. So, yes, definitely what you're saying is true. And, and, and you're probably quite sane, I would imagine. I'm quite sorry. Sane. Sane. Oh, oh my goodness! Yes, you you, ha- you have to be. I mean, you get a lot of hatred. It's like the flip side of what you just wrote was that a lot of um, fans, and you said maybe they're not like Michael Jackson fans, or you know, because the type of hysteria sometimes, as an example. Mm. I find that Mariah's fans are even more difficult to please. Again, having experience of working mm. with a Michael Jackson tribute, mm. yeah, I sure. Find that they are more critical because Mariah is known as just the vocal giant. True. So if they feel that you haven't delivered, if, or they think you haven't, or you don't sound exactly the same, and, and that's usually what it's about, they can, they can be quite harsh. But the thing with, with me is I'm never, ever trying to sound exactly the same like as Mariah. That. My strength is in finding a way to stylistically deliver the song so it's close to Mariah, but it's not a mimicry, because I find that um, sort of, I don't know, I'm not really a fan of, of sa- those kinds of sound-alikes, you know, creepy. that are trying to mimic like that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you ever, here's a question that I've just thought of off the top of my head. Do you ever nip down to your local karaoke and just really freak people out? <laughs> <laughs> I have done a couple of, I have for fun, but mostly, and, and I say this, I'm not really keen on karaoke because <laughs> I just feel like this for me, the equipment, okay, there's the microphones. I mean, I'm quite knowledgeable in sound because at university I studied sound engineering mm. and I also I produce my own music. I'm a producer. Mm. And when you go down to karaoke, they try and offer you the worst microphone in the world. I mean, <laughs> no star anywhere would even touch a microphone of that standard so it doesn't really it's not really going to showcase your performance in the way you would want it to yeah um with the technology so i tend to try and stick away stay away from karaoke (laughs) what would be what would be your ideal gig now here's a question would your ideal gig be a packed stadium bear with me bear with me where i'm going for this a packed Uh stadium where you are perform where you are doing your tribute act um as mariah carey or would it be an intimate, and I don't know what style of music that you like to sing, but let's say an intimate sort of little jazz bar somewhere where you are performing as jazz. What would be the, the best for you? I don't think you could actually pick because as a you know, professional entertainer and I'm performing a number of shows and tributes, um, and obviously Mariah is my, you know, my ultimate um, um, I'd say I think her vocal ability is the tops. Yeah. Like so, performing her is—it's almost like you could ask, um, you know, 
you could ask someone what kind of fashion they would want to wear and they'd pick their best designer. Mm. I see Mariah as a designer voice, so that's why she's my favorite to perform because ah, of the okay. complexity of the, the songs and the technique. Um, but having said that, I also love, you know, jazz, like you mentioned there, and singing, you know, classics and standards and even classical music. Mm. So I'd have to say that I like the variation. So I enjoy doing the intimate shows where you're, you may not maybe don't have lots of people there and also private bookings. But I also love the stadiums where people are so euphoric and the whole atmosphere where people are coming together and, and cheering and enjoying each other's company as well as the performance because it's something about the atmosphere. Um, I suppose I meant just. I suppose I meant in terms of being recognised for you, Jas, and it being um, and people coming to see you performing your songs, as opposed uh-huh. to somebody coming to a Mariah fan, for example, uh-huh. coming to see Mariah. Like, do you have? And I guess, and I'm going to use the word, but I, I don't mean it in a in a derogatory way. But do you have ego when it comes to that? I mean, is there is there part of you that is as you're singing, as you're up there singing "Hero" for the millionth time, you're thinking? Well, actually, that that song that I wrote at the weekend is ten times better than this, and I wish you could all be listening to this one instead. Um, no, you know, because I think a lot of people think that if a tribute or if someone's not singing their own song, that it's not them. I, you hear that a lot. Like a lot of people will criticize tribute arts and say, "Oh, perform as yourself," and why don't why are you trying to be somebody else? And and you get critiques like that. But I think if anybody ever takes a cover of another person's song. It doesn't matter whether it's your, um, whether it's, it doesn't matter whose song it is, you should perform that song as if it was your own. You should mm-hmm. understand what it's about. You have to listen to the lyrical content and what it, what it means to the artist who wrote it or try and, try and consider what it might have meant. And then you have to also look at what it might mean to the people you're singing it to. And while I'm singing, I'm thinking about the emotional content of the song. I'm really thinking about, you know why I'm singing that song or whether it's the best song or that's not what it's about it's about actually just interpreting it what's been your your best gig so far your fate perhaps the most outrageous um or the the one where you really look back on that and think oh that was that was something else that was really special well this year I mean at Christmas time I was supporting E17 and they're massive in Europe and Were they have you you were supposed yes, to E17 with my Mariah Christmas tribute. Listen, forget Mariah. Let's talk about E17. Oh my goodness! You know E17. You will do of because you're a London girl. They're of from course. London. E17, Are they still? You know, Walthamstow. Now at Walth- exactly Walthamstow. Now who is making mm-hmm. up that current band? Is Brian Harvey involved in any way? You see, I don't really, I don't really know, and I don't really get involved in that side of things because, I mean, I can't speak for them. Um, all I know is um, Terry is absolutely amazing, and Terry. the guys that are in the band right now, they're really down to earth. Terry, and yes, true professionals. Is he I have, still bald? I stayed and watched their shows after I performed, and um, I enjoyed every single performance of theirs. They they perform 100% live as well, and they're really great live, and that was, you know, you never really know, do you, with these big pop stars, but something entertaining for me was, before I would come, um, when I would come on before them, I would tell the story of how, <laughs> this is actually entertaining, how they beat Mariah's Christmas single, All I Want for Christmas, Christmas to You, to number one in 1994. <laughs> Can I with t- their single. With their single, which I want to say was called Stay. Stay Another Day. Yes, you've got it. Yes, oh. exactly. 
A classic. And um, that was funny because the audience, you know, I, when I'm in character as Mariah, and obviously I'm introducing E17, and, and they're massive and they've sold 22 million albums, um, they found that really entertaining. And, and I was asking them which song they would like to hear, and they were just <laughs> cheering for both songs. So that was great. I suppose that the question that everybody wants to know is, have you ever met the big MC? I have no, I have never met her, and I know that a lot of fans they will pay, you know, uh, between five hundred and a thousand pounds just for a meet and greet, which I think, like I think you can do. I've been, but I have been to see her in concert twice. I've seen her in, at London O2, mm. and I, that was the Sweet Sweet Fantasy tour, and I saw her in Charm Bracelet, um, which is one of her albums. A lot of people don't know it as much, but it had the song Through the Rain, which yes. is one of my favorites. Um, and I saw two live concerts of hers, so that really does, you know, help you to get to know the artist you're portraying because you can really see how they perform the songs live as opposed to listening to the records. If one day you were to receive a phone call and on the other end you heard, Hello, Lammy, um, it's, it's Mariah, darling, please stop doing um, me. Would you or would you not? If she asked you nicely, or would you just say, Oh, Mariah, give it a rest? Well, sorry, what, what, sorry, what was the question? If she, if she gave you a call one day, I mean, obviously this is going to happen. But if she gave you a call one day and said, listen, darling, um, would you mind not doing me anymore? Would you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you think she's a competitive diva. Do you? <laughs> well, listen, I mean, she's she's done some fairly crazy stuff in her time. And, and according to her rider, there is nothing she won't ask for. Um, so I'm, I, I'm just I'm giving you a <laughs> heads up, that. I think. Would you? Yeah. Would you? Would you? I suppose what I'm asking is when when would it be time to throw in the towel? When would you be done with Mariah? Or will you just keep going? The thing as is, long I as don't ever going. feel the need to yeah. just throw in the towel of anything because I'd like to do multiple things at once. For instance, at the moment, I'm working on my own original album um, and I'm, I'm working on a single with um, platinum producer Corey Oz Simon out in LA um, called Paper Burns which I've just written and I'm just rehearsing Congratulations. and uh, about to record mm, exciting. Um, um, I've been contacted by Joe Diamond who is also a platinum producer he's massive he's produced 36 gold records on Billboard and he just he expressed an interest in working with me on original material or uh, I'm not entirely sure yet we haven't fully discussed it but um, uh, that I will let you know about so the I've got original projects on the go. I have um, the five tributes I do, uh, including Mariah. And if she called me up and said to me, Jas, darling, stop (laughs) singing as me, (laughs) I would say, okay, Mariah, well, you can just sign me to your own label Ah. and performing my own songs because she has her own record label. (laughs) Touche. (laughs) Touche, madam. Listen, it has been fantastic having you on. Thank you so much. And I should just say, if people are just tuning in, they're thinking, who are we talking to? We are talking to Jas Jas Maha, who uh, is a Mariah Carey tribute act and if you want to just um, find out more about her you can go to her Facebook page Uh, just give us your Facebook page and Instagram Jas Fabulous. I mean, you can just find me on my normal Facebook page. It's easiest. It's Jas Marhar, and that's J for Juliet, A for Apple, double S for Sugar, surname M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Or if you want to look up my Mariah work specifically, you just do facebook.com, mariah.tributes, and of course you will find me on Instagram and you will find me on Twitter under Mariah Tribute as well. Fantastic stuff. All the very best uh, with the Mariah stuff and uh, with your own stuff. Uh, you are an absolute star in your own right, and it's been lovely to have you on. Thank you. It was lovely speaking with you. Appreciate it very much.